So I have a circumcision at 4 p.m. today, so we've got a hard cutoff. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's difficult for people to accept complexities within people that you're not allowed to hold space for things that are contradictory. And I would hope that we can hold space for those kinds of things. As a comic, I feel like I'm a walking contradiction. We have all these conflicting things that live within us. And I think the honesty is acknowledging that they exist Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Zal. The Zal is very seriously announcing that we are joining the chorus of those countries defunding UNRWA. Adam and I have decided that we will no longer be sending funds to UNRWA. Have you heard about this? Adam? No, I don't think I was there for the meeting where we decided <laughs> oh, where our... Dude, where our... I don't know if I'm the only one that finds it hilarious, but UNRWA is... The United not... Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees, otherwise known as UNRWA, its objective is to provide humanitarian assistance and protection. Either way, we're not getting into politics, but pretty much America announced that we're no longer sending money to UNRWA. America's sending like a quarter of a billion dollars. And then all of these minor countries are like, we're also not sending money to UNRWA. Estonia announced that, like, bro, you were sending three baguettes to UNRWA. Oh, interesting. I see. Not baguettes. Not baguettes. Not <laughs> Estonian. Not the famous Estonian baguettes. I don't believe. I, know. I feel like uh, we shouldn't jump on a train just because other people are on it. Again, historically, <laughs> not been good for our people. Right. This is the part we edit out. This has got to that. That part got way too. You completely missed the joke. It's all right. I. I did. I was gonna make another joke about the Houthis, but Adam, you're so not caught up on current events that I feel like we're just gonna be like, David, did you just support terrorism? People, I do get a lot of texts about Houthis now, where people are like, "Do you know any Houthis?" And I'm like, "Yes, but it's different. <laughs> it's different." I'm like, "Listen, it, they're the nice ones." <laughs> Adam's I'm just like, kidding. I don't the know. The that know. I know when they shoot ships, it's out of love. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, honestly, there is something there about what it is to have a identity activated in a certain way. Because when I was in Yemen, the Houthis weren't in power. You just had guys that were politically Houthis. And they were like, yeah, I'm Houthi. And technically, we have that chant that's like, death to America, death to the Jews, death to Israel, and f*** your mom or something there's four things i forget i forget what it is but there's a fourth one there's a fourth one and it's not wow yeah it ends with a... it was like what does my mom have to do with that leave her out of this yeah this i'm like okay so off the rail <laughs> but, but but the dude was just another guy hanging out at a coffee shop with other people of other political parties just like whatever whatever meeting a jew being like great what's up how are you doing that was all well and good within the context of 2012 yemen because that wasn't where the battle lines were drawn. Then you draw them in a different place. And I don't know if that guy would still have that coffee with me. I don't know. Adam, can you introduce the guest? She's so deep in at this point. 
Use that for yourself. Do you do you ever use your last name for anything? I don't generally, but it, it doesn't matter to me. It's not a personal thing. It's just because I'm usually being announced on stage that it's just oh another hard name for people to. <laughs> it's, oh so I'm like oh that. okay yeah I'm just like oh let's keep it simple let's let's see if they can handle one one name for what it's worth. <laughs> In Kenya, they would f*** my name all the way up. <laughs> and I, I don't just mean like Adam Levinson. They would go, and here he is, Adam. And I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like dude. You're like, oh. You went to Catholic school. Like, the f*** are they doing? <laughs> right. You know who Adam is. <laughs> Remember Eve? It's Adam, right. like Adam. <laughs> we are welcome... Ming into the Zal uh, today. Thenya, known as sometimes Thenya from Kenya on Instagram and on the internet. She is an actor and a writer mm. and a comedian. Wait, yeah. Thenya, you have no accent. That is no. miraculous. Yeah. Eradicated. From from <laughs> colonized. I told you this. Colonized. I told you this, David. I told you this beforehand. <laughs> I told you this. Right, I just wanted to tell her story. Oh, I see. Because you said oh. she's from Kenya. Yeah, I am from Kenya. I was born in Kenya, but I grew up in Canada, and that's mm. why I sound nice, okay? <laughs> Fenya, I have to say, I heard you say, I think on another podcast, that you show up late for white people and on time for everyone else, and you came exactly when you said you would for us. So all I got, I should just, I just should say, but we appreciate that <laughs> a lot, you know? Right. <laughs> We've solved the question of whether Jews are white or not, thanks to <laughs> being... <laughs> <laughs> Academicians across the world are like, hey, thank you. Yeah. Freaking could burn this 2,000 page thesis. <laughs> yeah, she showed up on mm. time. <laughs> I mean, we'll take it. All right, so Adam's like, enough of speaking to somebody about their particularist trade. That's just tiresome. So he's like, let's just talk about a concept within the world and just kind of bounce ideas off of each other. But Ooh. when you're talking with Adam, obviously he gravitates toward Yom Kippur, you know, <laughs> the, the day of melancholic confessionals. That is kind of true, but it was your idea to begin with, I think. The rabbis were like, we're only going to be sad twice a year. And Adam's like, that's yes. it? Like, yes, what? we do the sadness twice, but then there's 363 other days where I'd like us to reflect on the reflecting on the sadness. So... <laughs> Which in, oh, way is Which in a way, is, right? Oh my gosh! Especially sure. when you think for about sure. what you could have been doing. But you're right. This was a suggestion I made. Take it away, Rip. All right. So one of the confessionals on Yom Kippur, <laughs> Thenya's like, "Holy, shit, what did I'm I get like, into?" Don't worry. Everything Jewish seems really complicated, but it's really, really basic. Like Yom Kippur is the day of saying sorry a lot. Okay, that's it. If in case anybody's listening, mm -hmm. what is Yom Kippur? Listen, What's the thing? I'm Canadian. I know exactly what that's about. <laughs> we. We apologize all the time. I'm like, sorry, right. I'm so sorry, Bingo. sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, <laughs> Every day is Yom Kippur in Canada, <laughs> holy yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm so sorry. One of the things that we confess is that for the sin of 
this is in Hebrew, bitimon levav, which means a confused heart, a confused heart. And Adam asked the question that basically a ton of Jewish philosophers and mystics have asked, and it is a confused heart sounds like a pretty good excuse why you're not guilty for sinning. It doesn't sound like a sin in and of itself. It sounds like, wait, I did this bad thing. Oh, but it's okay. I was confused. Mm. So how come it's a part of the list of sins that we've done that we're asking for atonement for if it seems like it's kind of an out for your sins, right? Very famous Mm -hmm. philosophical question. And Adam, the known Jewish philosopher, asked it himself in 2023. Do you want to give some examples of other ones? Oh, what does that mean? Some of them are pretty straightforward. Like, I think the one beforehand is is like embezzlement. It's like, yeah, I get it. Did you embezzle or not this year? Sorry, God. And You're like, uh, uh. Yeah. I embezzled. The, 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 the owner of your company, the accountants are like right next to you being like, bro, it's us. And you're like, sorry, God. Sorry, God. Not, no. There's a judge three people over from you in Synagogue. Can you like keep it down a little bit? <laughs> oh my god. But a lot of them are just very basic. And then it gets to this one. And I, I remember Yeah. I may never have gone to Yom Kippur services in my entire life until this year. And I went to one and I and I asked the rabbi afterwards. I said, What's an example of this? I don't know. I'm just curious. It's like wild. It's like a wild poetic turn of phrase. And he goes, uh, I can't think of anything I know. I can't uh I can't uh I can't I could say you know. Anyway, and then <laughs> I, was this Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah? Yeah, it was Yom Kippur. I can't even give him an excuse that he was like eyeing the food at the. Kiddush. He was, he was, he was. Because there's no kiddush on Yom Kippur that wasn't it, unless it was like the breakfast. The breakfast, that's what I meant. Yeah. Ah, oh, so that's why, dude, you caught him after fasting for 25 hours, and he was looking at those locks and bagels. Of course, he didn't answer your <laughs> question. <laughs> Nobody would. He was like examples. I don't have thoughts. True. I... <laughs> True. Yeah. What are those? <laughs> People have been sort of debating for a couple thousand years. I'm like, do you have an answer? (laughs) He's like, not right now. (laughs) I think it's really interesting, like a confused heart. I don't know. I think it makes us human, right? To look back in retrospect and say, I did something that I didn't know was going to have this impact, right? Yeah. That sounds like what you were saying about confusion seems like it should be an excuse or a, or a rationale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you just made a point that kind of sparked something more macro in my mind. Mm-hmm. We were talking a second ago laughing how two comics are talking about the nature of confession. But in a way, not to get super corny, but comedy really comes down to point out something not good in a fun uh-huh. way or in a way that you're prepared to embrace it. So like something that potentially could have been embarrassing or taboo or something that we've been pushing mm-hmm. off and not dealing with as an individual or a society or whatever. And we're like, you know what? You're going to talk about this, but like it's going to be fun. So it's going to be a little bit, you know, more palatable to talk about. We're going to talk about it. And in a way, all of comedy is just a fun confessional, if you think about it in that sense. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. I, I, I agree. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm like, oh my gosh, I share way too much of myself. I'm like, hey, uh, last week I committed a hate crime. I'm like, not on purpose, okay? Just like not, I didn't, it wasn't intentional, all right? Relax. Uh, Are you going to tell us what it was? What was it? Okay, very quickly, I'll tell you what it was. My parents live in Charleston, South Carolina, and I was there visiting them. I was wearing my Doc Martens 
and I had stepped in some gum. So I went to their kitchen to just get some tools to get the gum out. And I got out a black fork and a yellow chopstick and I was sitting on their porch just picking it out. And my dad called me and he needed me to just like jump in the car and go somewhere. So I left the black fork and the yellow chopstick on their porch. And about an hour later, I get a text message from my brother and he's like, the neighborhood kids are at it again. And I'm like, And he sends me the picture of the black fork and the yellow chopstick. And I'm like, I was like, what does it mean? You know? And I didn't tell him right away that it was me. And I felt bad. But I was like, what does it mean? He was like, oh, the yellow chopstick is for my girlfriend. She's Chinese. And the black fork is for me. And I was like, what? And so I'm dying laughing because I don't have a soul anymore. <laughs> so I'm like keeping this from him. I'm like, oh no, what else are the neighborhood kids doing? I was like, these these racists are so sophisticated. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like borderline poetry. <laughs> right. I was like, wow, that's poetic. So then I finally tell him and I'm just like, but why do you identify as a black fork? Like, can we <laughs> can we discuss? I hate for this to end up on Reddit, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> Your head goes there and it makes sense. Like it's probably yeah. more likely than somebody putting a, a fork and a chopstick next to each other on the porch. Yes. Yeah, it's so random. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. I would say your brother might have a problem, but that is so specific. That's I was like, yeah, that's pretty. I probably would come to that conclusion. That's kind you know of. What I mean, yeah. He was like, why a yellow chopstick? I mean, why does a yellow chopstick oh, exist? To be honest, yellow. a yellow chopstick. Yeah. Why a black fork? <laughs> It was like, oh, uh, uh. You know, like, oh I was like, oh. <gasps> Pretty amazing. Yeah. The, the, the chopstick yeah. industry, I want to say, maybe just in the interest of kind of the cultural understanding, should stop making yellow chopsticks. They're not going to go into the right hands. Mine. Mine. Mine are not I the mean, right hands. You can't be trusted anymore <laughs> with culturally right. sensitive Clearly. utensils. All right. Digression, digression over. We need to cue the digression song. Cue the digression song. Digression, digression, digression. So I did my research on this topic, and even though the question is a famous one, the answers are kind of sparse, in my opinion, but maybe I, I need to open the right books. But I found four answers to Adam's question. Ooh. The simplest one by far is pretty much, it's not so much that somebody is sinning by being confused, it's more the choice to linger in confusion. Oh. Wow. Where we all make mistakes, we all don't know shit. That happens all the time. But if you're mm -hmm. like, you know what? I am contented in my place of confusion. Then that's mm -hmm. something that probably should be atoned for. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, that was deep. <laughs> that was the simple one, bro. Fasten your <laughs> oh, seatbelt. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're comics, not too deep, okay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. The deepest possible. And then eventually I'll find out whether or not you're like allergic to gluten or whatever. But like, <laughs> what? <laughs> What? <laughs> Tell me what hurts your soul, not your stomach. Yeah. Oh. Like is that a pickup line you've used? What? No, but it came out and I'm going, you know what? It's not going to work on almost anyone, but maybe someone. It won't it work. Won't. It won't, but it's fun. I want you to try it. Fazal is brought to you by J-Date Mother Edition. We all know J-Date, a place for Jewish singles to keep the possibility of Tay-Sachs alive. <laughs> 
But now, moms, it's your chance to be involved. JDate Mother's Edition allows mothers the chance to swipe for their children on potential matches within a 7,000-mile radius. Every match automatically triggers an email sent to matcher and matchee asking, so why aren't you married yet? And CCs both entire extended families. Hey, mothers, isn't it your time to reclaim your own power to make yourself that beloved of all things? A mother-in-law. Okay, so that was the first one. So lingering in confusion. Okay. Number two, some people aren't truly confused, but they kind of feign confusion and use that as a tool for harming others and harming mm -hmm. themselves, God, making poor choices. I guess it's similar. It's either lingering in actual confusion or just putting on the confusion so you could get away with things that you shouldn't be getting away with. You knock your heart, say, I'm sorry for using confusion for my own benefit, the concept of confusion uh -huh. to my own benefit, mm -hmm. which is something that we do probably all the time, honestly. How often, just speaking for myself, not for you guys, you know, not interested in doing something and you kind of say, like, oh, I kind of, you know, whoops, uh, my phone, you know, the text didn't see it, bah, 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 or, you know, mm -hmm. so if I'm getting confessional now, definitely like something that I see a lot. Yeah. Does that go in the no offense category of like, it's not real confusion. There isn't actual confusion there. Mm -hmm. The mask of confusion and you're, you're using it sort of to manipulate the world mm -hmm. around you. Yeah. I've, I've, I've done that. <laughs> well, I, I wonder, because you, you go back and forth between families that are in, in very different places where there's different, I think, understandings about what mm. is normal and what's not. I mean, even we joke about like showing up late, but it's like if I show up 20 minutes late to like a Swiss person's party, they're legitimately offended. And then I know if I'm in yeah. Israel or if I'm in Afghanistan or whatever, and it's, you could be two hours late. and Three it, hours. It's like yeah. fine. Yeah. And to have to navigate that is one thing, but to know how to play it is like, okay, you do have the ability to leverage the knowledge to confuse other people for your benefit. Oh. Mm -hmm. So then yeah, I'm going to be like, Gee, are you doing this with your family? Because um, but like I've literally told people I've actually told people about traveling I was like oh you can use the confusion tactic to get out of trouble like cops this is a thing it's not nice but I got arrested by cops in China for driving an illegal motorcycle you buy the motorcycles you can never buy a license that was just like a known thing in China so if they saw you they could stop you just just run away just always never stop just, just run away just never stop they have a no chase policy so just if they see you shout they just oh. but it's China there's a lot of people and, and sometimes the traffic is so bad you can't move and the cops come and they you're just you stopped. stopped and the cops yeah. <laughs> i got i got tackled off my bike one time just cops stopped me. and i'll tell you the thing that they don't like is when they're speaking to you in fantastic english it's shanghai and i'll say to them uh, in chinese i don't speak chinese oh that hurts bro talk about unintentional hate crime and they're like they're like what i'm not speaking chinese and i go uh, and they're like Bro, I've learned how to say I don't speak Chinese. That's it. I'm a piece of shit. And this guy, he's learned a language that no one around him speaks. You know what I mean? Like he just knows it. And I'm going, yeah, I don't get it. That card eventually got me out of jail. They just got really fucking mad. They're like, get the fuck out of here that dude yeah. sat through an entire childhood of tutoring just for a kid from the suburbs mm. to be on a graduation trip to be like no dude you suck <laughs> it's confusion it's confusion it's a also by the confusion. way adam i love how you're like i'm gonna run away dude you're not blending in anywhere in china oh it's not blending in it's about <laughs> it's like what the six four jew is that him i can't believe it he's holding chopsticks you hope what? to get forgotten yeah 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 <laughs> 
the one who's holding chopsticks wrong. Yeah, it's an act of deliberate confusion not being on the police record in Shanghai because mm. I never wrote my name down because I said I never could. But yeah, <laughs> it's not okay. That's a great example. Thank you for confessing that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was a good example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like so many people do that with the cops, though. They're like, what? Exactly. I was speeding? Yeah. And you're just like, you were in a hurry. Like, you knew you uh, were in a yeah. hurry. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, right. <laughs> How fast was I going? <laughs> I blew through that. <laughs> It's so, it's so true. It's so true. Maybe we're practiced to like actually weaponize confusion as just people in the world. Mm -hmm. Because we think we'll get a pass. Somebody will give us some grace. Yeah, I've been trying to ask for Mm. more grace instead of feigning Mm -hmm. confusion. But it's probably an easier people are mad at you still, right? Like when you're confused, for sure. There's like, Mm. oh, Mm -hmm. but it does feel like they're more likely to let Mm -hmm. it go. Right. Instead of being like, okay, Mm -hmm. can I talk to you as a human for like 10 minutes and just tell you why I did this thing? And I know it wasn't the right thing. And and to be more vulnerable, like that's probably the thing that we're supposed to be doing. You're coming out rabbinic. I thought I was the (laughs) rabbi on this pod. You're telling people to be better people. What the heck? Adam, I didn't bring Fenya in to be competition. (laughs) I'm not. I'm still deciding between rabbis things. (laughs) I just... (laughs) <laughs> i opened with i committed a hate crime i don't think i'm competition at all <laughs> what does the asking for grace look like like when you think about what to do or not do what does that look like for you you know i am trying to think of a specific moment recently but just when you know you've disappointed someone i have recently tried to be more yeah just more vulnerable and say I didn't do this thing and I'm really sorry that I wasn't there for you to admit my own flaws. And I think just being honest with people about that has been a journey for me. And and it's been really rewarding, I think. I think it's the most effective excuse possible just to say, I'm sorry, I was bad over here. This is my shortcoming. Really, it is. It's A, the hardest from like an ego standpoint and B, it's kind of the slowest. I think it's like requires a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, as yeah. opposed to saying, oh, I snoozed it, I missed that text, was confused or whatever. So it's definitely slower. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this situation, making the good move from an ethics standpoint probably is also the right move from a strategic standpoint. If you're mm. looking to truly have someone overlook something wrong that you've done. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Tell me why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you like you somebody else gets me frustrated life's like this you and you fall and you call and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into honesty and promise me and never go- all right so that's two the third one is just slightly deeper but i think pretty doable the third one is not knowing the basics that you should know even in confusion so in other words if you're in a confused moment that doesn't justify a bunch of things so for example no matter where you are you should love your kids you can't be like oh shoot you know made a wrong turn now i hate my children it doesn't work that way you know yeah <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> i'm giving extreme examples but there's obviously a ton of gray area, but you're going to love your parents and your wife and you're going to know that, you know, murder is bad. So this third answer is saying the confusion is legit and probably would excuse certain things, but can't excuse 
everything. So oftentimes we almost lie to ourselves and mm -hmm. say that this is, I'm in a confused moment, so I'm prepared to kind of forego my value system or the things that should be pretty basic to my life. And that is also something that's worth confessing for. So it's a little bit more nuanced and deeper than the first two, but I haven't murdered anybody. So I'm trying to find examples, like easy examples in my life where I've done this. Yeah, I feel like the most recent example of my life that I've seen this in is, is the Congo and my cell phone. I'm like, oh man, I feel not complicit, but in a way, yeah. Yes, there's plausible deniability for sure. And I'm singular, I'm one person. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, in my confusion of how foreign policy works mm. and what the current state is, of the Congo and the minerals that are being mined there. Yeah, wait, 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 what I am? Right. I, I was like, oh, I don't I don't get to, because I'm busy and hectic, right? I'm like, oh, oh, I'm so busy, mm -hmm. I'm all over the place. I, I, I had no idea, I had no idea. This, yeah. this iPhone 14 just yeah. slipped into mm -hmm. my hands. Oh no, I do know mm -hmm. this. That's a great example, yeah. Right, that feels like that's exactly what that is. It's just a perfect example, it really is. We were literally saying, oh, well, I'm confused, but I don't know what to do about this and that, but we do know that this is wrong though. Uh -huh. I mean, it's mm -hmm. gutting an entire country's economy and slave labor, not to mention the other mm -hmm. yeah. parts. And yet we go, but yeah, it's confusing, but... which it is. I don't know any of that. You guys are educating me about all of these things, but I feel like this example is applicable in a lot of this type of stuff. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Do I know what's happening currently with the Uyghurs in China? No, I have no idea. I'm not up to date. Yeah. I can't fill you in on any news story, but it's still wrong. That's the bottom line mm -hmm. that I should be able to live with, even though I'm like, oh, I'm so confused about what's going on there. Maybe that's closer to the sort of first one where I'll allow myself to linger in the confusion. More confusion and less accountability. Yeah. Like, oh. I'm not accountable. I didn't know. But then a lot of yeah. that is like in relation to the self also, because you're holding yourself accountable and you're like, yeah, but it's, it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror when you're taking a selfie with a thing that was made by kids. And it's like, yeah. yeah, but if I didn't know, you know, I could smile bigger. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, but I already paid for it. But I already paid for it. So like, if I throw it out, isn't that basically just like throwing a kid away? Like who wants to do that? <laughs> That's crazy. This kid worked hard for this piece. Oh, it's yeah. Really, who knows the answer, but like, gosh, no justification for sure. Yeah, there's definitely accountability within your confusion for sure. All right, number four. What are the words? Confused heart. Confused heart. Mm -hmm. That's not usually the limb that confusion happens in. Mm. Confusion usually happens in the brain, mm. right? Confused Ooh. heart. So a more mystical commentary gets into it. And he says, what is occurring when we have confusion in the brain? Take a subject that I know nothing about, quantum physics, right? I'm not confused about quantum physics. I just know nothing about it. Confusion could only happen mm -hmm. if you have a bunch of facts or a bunch of ideas and you're having a hard time lining them up in an orderly way that they kind of work in tandem, fitting a puzzle, whatever. So if I know zero about something, that's not confusion, that's just total ignorance. Confusion means I have mm -hmm. ideas, I have points, and I'm just having a hard time linking them, connecting them. So that's mm -hmm. what confusion in the brain is. When you apply that definition of confusion to the heart, it means you're having a hard time linking emotions to receptacles 
for emotions properly. That link between your emotion and where you should be investing your emotion is not being linked correctly. Mm. So it's not like you have no emotion. It's more like there are these emotions that exist and there are vessels that should be holding your emotions, whether it's within yourself or within other love, fear, respect, whatever, fill in the blank, whichever emotion we're speaking about. And the confusion is happening because there's this link which should be happening and isn't. So that's what a confused heart is. Hmm. Either that's out of laziness or maybe you need help or maybe you're ignorant, but those links are not occurring. And that's by far the deepest. You know, Ooh. you can think about whatever that means for a very long time. I have so many thoughts. I have like a bunch of thoughts and they're not linked. Say them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Go for it. <laughs> we want to hear One them. of the sidebar digressions to this, which I feel like is a whole separate conversation is what do we even mean when we're separating head and heart? Are we separating them? Are we separating them like Jewishly, practically, neurologically, whatever? Or is it constantly just one metaphor for the other and one metaphor for the other? Well, I said heart because I meant feelings, but I said brain because I meant, you know, you're going to make a choice, but really uh, everything's involved in everything. Jewishly, they're very distinct, but it's, yeah, like you said, it's an episode for itself. We should probably cut this out because we're just tempting the listener so much oh, so with all of this yeah, Kabbalah. So Ooh. Smash that like button and find out where your, <laughs> where your heart goes or whatever. I did do a small amount of linguistic research. The, the word timhon, confusion. So the root, and I looked up the root and I looked up the word timhon just by itself. And in certain contexts, it could, it could mean surprise or amazement. Like to be, uh, just to be sh- shocked, I guess. And... And so then I went back and now I'm going back through all of the other like explanations that you gave going, uh, what if like, does that fit? Is that crazy? Is that a, Mm. is that a silly thing to do just to go on like a little linguistic branch and be like, Oh, this is interesting because it comes from here. Yeah. But what if like some of this has to do with, yo, sorry, my heart was surprised. I did some like, sorry for the crazy I did when my heart was surprised, dude. Right. Because to me, I don't feel a lot of surprise. I mean, I guess that's kind of why it's called surprise or whatever. But like maybe it's something that's been missing for me personally. It's a big thing. Like the concept of surprise or the feeling you get when you're surprised or even you're driving and like, you know, somebody catches you, you hit your brakes like a little hard. Like that feeling, like the rush is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably the biggest rush you feel in a day of just like you almost hit somebody with a car. Like what was the most exciting part of your day? I was driving too fast for 0.01 seconds, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That thing that, that takes you out. That takes you out. In that moment. Yeah, like if you're in yeshiva, if you're in rabbinical school and you have this branch to go with a linguistic retranslation and see if all of the theories are applicable to that translation, totally valid. Absolutely. Yeah. It's valid as an exercise, but does it feel like a cop-out? Does it feel like a way of running away from here are these other understandings and being like, uh, I don't know. No, because when you're in religious texts or Jewish texts, it's very much yes and. We believe in ultimate mm. truths even on this very same text. In other words, if, even if one interpretation is more legalistic and another one is more Kabbalistic and another one is more allegorical and another one is more metaphorical, they're all valid. Even though if you're looking at it with secular glasses, you're like, wait, all these people are arguing. And then <laughs> when you're looking at it with religious glasses, like, no, they're just expressing different truths from the same place yeah. off of the same springboard. And that's fine. Yeah. This is why people hmm. historically, 
Go ahead, I, go ahead, please. I was no, no, no. Hate Jews. Um, <laughs> that's it. If you're wondering where I'm going to finish the sentence, it was going to end with like, "This is why they're killing all the Jews." They just get into the granular detail, and they're and they're chewing the sand up until it turns into glass. And it's like, okay, and your shit is stronger because of that. And Jews, at the at the best, like that's the tradition, and it's amazing. But you can understand why people just like watching it and having people do it to them when they were like, "I didn't sign mm-hmm. up for this," are like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, listen, um, you know, <laughs> there's some camps opening up upstate." In um... <laughs> we were calling them argumentation camps. <laughs> You're gonna love them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's literally the same with comedians that are just poking and pointing and poking, pointing, saying, "Ah, that's not right." What about this? Or making fun of somebody, making joke constantly, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you might be undermining or ripping things about. And you're like, "I'm trying to make fun. I'm trying to actually make fun out of whatever was there. I'm trying to have the end result be fun." I think it's difficult for people to accept complexities within people that you're not allowed to hold space for things that are contradictory to who you are. People don't like that. And I would hope that we can hold space for those kinds of things. As a comic, I feel like I'm a walking contradiction. There are plenty of times where I catch myself being like, oh, that was pretty patronizing. We have all these conflicting things that live within us. And I think the honesty is acknowledging that they exist and wanting to not necessarily eliminate the bad things, but maybe to address it so that you don't do it again or that you can unpack it (laughs) i was getting annoyed the other day about like it wasn't even the other day it was like a few weeks ago but it was it was just about something so dumb oh my god i'm gonna out myself it's gonna be so bad i'm getting canceled right now it's good for your career yeah in about a week and a half when the edit is done yeah so put your will and testament in order and it'll be fine i'll let you know you got time It was it was just how like annoyed that I was about a man having an allergy. <laughs> like it was just so weird. Like I like I don't know. Like in my spirit, I was like, "You have an allergy." Like, like and oh, I didn't even totally, understand where it came totally. from. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like and and then I was like, "Oh my god!" I need to unpack that. Like, why is there this idea that they can't be vulnerable to <laughs> to grass? You know, like <laughs> why did I think that for that moment? Like, why did that feel that way? And it's not that I outwardly expressed it to this person, but I had the thought and and I think I think being aware of our complexities and and where we sort of source things from is good. We're supposed to unpack that and be like, oh, yeah, that's problematic. Then, Uh yeah, you have a problematic (laughs) mind. I feel like I've become more and more like that the longer I'm around my children. You know what I mean? Just very <laughs> more problematic. Yeah, very <laughs> elementary needs of my children really bother me after a long Sunday. Uh-huh. It's a freaking brat. He wants dinner too. Hey, right. <laughs> I think I'm the inverse of that where I've, I, there aren't too many accomplishments that I'm like, this is, I'm like, I'm so proud of this. But as a lactose tolerant Jew, I'm way too proud of that. Do you know what I mean? Dudes out here can't eat the cheese. I'm like, let's go, man. I'm like, let's go. This isn't where this you isn't where my stomach gets in a little tizzy. It's not put more schmear on the bit.
accepting complexity. There's this French comedian, Shirley Soignon, who, who has this joke where she says, I'm a black, racist, gay, homophobe. <laughs> she's she's a, a lesbian French woman. It's a great joke. And she talks about it a lot. And you're like, yeah, I get it. The racism that you feel towards yourself and the homophobia that you feel towards yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, it all checks out. It's all true. Is that like the answer to confusion? Is that an answer? Is that a response? Is that like you bang your heart? You say, uh, sorry, I was confused. But if you could figure out something like that, like a way to hold the paradox, is that a goal? Is that an example Ooh. of a goal? Well, during the confessional, all you're doing is confessing. In other words, there are later steps of remedying, but we're not holding there now. Mm -hmm. So I think the answer to your question is yes. All we're doing now is acknowledging. True. And the acknowledgement of one's paradoxes or hypocrisies even Mm -hmm. would be part of the the healthy ritual. I just think about it as the Yom Kippur list of sorries. I guess that's probably not the official terminology. (laughs) Sorry for this. Sorry for that. And you go through a list of sorries and there's the thought about what would it mean to create or to push, influence a world where this kind of thing happened less. Is thinking about how the world would change. Is that too big? We should be concerned about the world, but maybe we should work from small to big instead of from big to small. I wish I remembered the Rebbe, because I'm going to butcher it without his name. But one Rebbe, he said, when I was a young man, I was very ambitious. I wanted to change the world. Then I became more realistic as an adult, became a rabbi, got married. I'm like, you know what? How about just my country? He became a rabbi and he had a synagogue. And then he's like, you know what? Just my city. And then later in life, he's like, city's getting hard. All right, just my immediate synagogue, just the members. And then he's growing older and older. And he's like, all right, the very least, let me try to change my family, my wife, my children, my grandchildren. And then on his deathbed, he said, I realized that the only person I can seriously change is myself. Cliche ridden for sure, but the mentality is there. And I don't know if he was lamenting it or he was just saying this is human nature. But I think there's something to be said for changing the world, but starting with yourself and then going the other direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the only way that you can. You know, like people are on the Internet shouting about whatever they're shouting about, whatever Mm -hmm. the, the hot news is of the moment. But, yeah, I would say that we're not community centered we tend to want to point out the wrongs of the world and say that's not right and and i think that we do need to be honest about things that are going on in the world and and what's right and wrong i don't believe in and this is going to come off probably bad but i don't believe in what's that thing that christians do evolution (laughs) that too Uh, no they're not big on that one to be honest no they're not (laughs) Uh, when they go to other countries oh missionaries 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 Mm -hmm. yes i don't i'm i I, like i'm very conflicted about missionaries because if you're a person who is working on yourself and you are seeing the world in an empathetic way i'm gonna ask you about what it is that you practice i'm gonna say to you wait what do you do like i'm gonna be curious about that I'm thinking about maybe the ways that I've kind of avoided that it's avoiding the small by looking at the big and then the big gets too big and, you know, bounce back to the small Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Just get involved in the gray. Like, don't be so afraid of coming into the thing. Yeah. You know, if you fake having a surgery to get out of jury duty, apologize for it next year, I guess. (laughs) You better sign up. That's like the one thing I really want to do, actually.
Jury duty? Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Wow. Yeah. You should be able to sign up because they you need should. people. Do you know what I mean? Like you need people. I don't know if they want over eager people. Exactly. That's, that's, that's the problem. Like problem. It's the whole thing doesn't work, but everybody gets out of it. Everybody gets out of it. Like all young people get out of it. They go, oh, I, you know, I like my job, whatever. And it ends up being like yeah. a very narrow demographic. I'm told that you'll eventually get a situation that you take the jury duty and you think you're going to be on an episode of Law and Order and it turns out to be a oh, routine yeah. traffic stop and you're just uninteresting people. You're not solving any murders. I'm like, oh, all right, maybe it wasn't that part of jury duty that I'm looking for. I met a woman at a synagogue who said she was put on a murder trial. But that means like she's got to stop her life for months. It means you got to go into, you got to go and listen to some stuff that could go on for months. It's like, what? Oh That's God. your job now. I had to throw in there at the end that I have a niece named Kenya. All her parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, everyone is Hasidic forever. I don't know the origin of the name Kenya. She's named oh after gosh. somebody, but it's Kenya. I mean, yeah. that warms my wow. heart. Great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it started. Did someone in the shtetl go on a graduation trip? I have no idea. How yeah. Happen? Yeah. <laughs> some some rabbits and. By the way, Kenya just googled. Maybe uh, there's some explaining needed, but Kenya origin etymologically is mountain of whiteness. Hmm. What mountain, <laughs> of, mountain whiteness? of whiteness? Mountain of whiteness. That's what it says. Oh boy. Mountain of whiteness. <laughs> in what? In what? La- from what language? I don't know. Google it. You could do the same thing I could do. It's a yeah, smart, but you, you, know. you must have already Googled it. So look at the, the look well, one line down, us, David. Us. <laughs> I closed it. Here we go. Kenya is named after a mountain of the same name. The Kikuyu oh. people who uh, lived okay. around present day Mount Kenya referred to it as Kirinyaga or Kerinyaga, which means mountain of whiteness because oh. of its snow-capped peak. I don't know. Listen, there's still a lot of fish and chips in Nairobi and some of it feels like imposed. Do you know? Like some of it oh, feels yeah. like... <laughs> Uh-huh. Really trying to keep this flag planted deep. Huh, guys? Oh no one no one likes your vinegar sauce or whatever the f- Thenya from Kenya. Thank you thank so you much for, for coming onto the pod. Thank you for the time. Well, what people should know is that you have a special that is coming out very soon and it is called Domesticate Me. <laughs> Cuz the girl's uh, trying to figure it to out. Find? Well, the specialists, the specialists and specials. And specials. We are in chats right now to sell it, so we're okay. It's got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. I'm okay. at this point in my Perfect. life where I'm not. I don't Perfect. really care about much. <laughs> I mean, I care, <laughs> yeah. but I, I was planning to just release it on YouTube, and then my manager was like, "No, let's let's sell it," which is fine yeah. and great. But at, yeah, at the same time, I'm like, cool. I did the work, and I'm proud of it. So wherever it ends up, I'll you know. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Thank congratulations. You. Good Thank luck. You. Yeah, we're very excited to see it. And one thing I'm not, my heart is not confused about is, uh, is, um, is you guys, you know, Aww, right? So, mushy. <laughs> all right, take two. One thing I'm not confused about. Tell me why you have to go and make things so complicated. Okay, that's it for episode 47. Thought we were only going to play Avril once, did ya? Well, um, let me channel her and her Canadian compatriots. Sorry, not sorry. Um, thank you to Thenya. Keep up with her at I'm underscore Thenya on socials. Check her spelling in the show notes where there's also links to the Klezmer music we played. Um, thank you all so much for listening. And uh, I'll catch you all soon.
my son goes to daycare and they like write what he had for lunch and one of the snacks was hummus but they spelled it homos and it was so good i was like oh i have to i have to keep this paper mm. today for a snack he had homos and carrots i was like yes what a snack that sounds like such a montessori preschool it's like actually we dabble in homophobia and cannibalism right, right. yeah <laughs> we just want to expose them to everything you know mm-hmm. 